Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to Florida. So good to have you tuned in today, and uh, we're excited about uh, being a member of Calvary Baptist Church. What a blessing to have a church like we have. And today, as we continue our our study on Philippians, we'll be in the third chapter, verses 20 and 21. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now this word conversation is actually the word that means citizenship. It refers to the seat of government in which the country of which we are citizens and that we have certain rights and responsibilities. Citizenship was highly prized in an empire that was made mostly of slaves and freed men. The Apostle Paul enjoyed the rare privilege of being a Roman citizen, yet he was far more proud of being a citizen of glory. Our citizenship too is in glory, the citizenship that is open to all who will receive the Lord Jesus Christ. We Christians are citizens of heaven where our Lord reigns at the right hand of God and we have a responsibility in this present world never to disgrace our homeland. You see, we are ambassadors for Christ. Have you ever been away from home for a while and looked forward to returning? Sort of like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz tapping her feet, saying there's no place like home. But it's true, isn't it? It's fun to travel and go places and visit with those we love. But what a joy it is to finally go home. I remember when I was 18, I made my first cross-country trip from Jacksonville, Florida to Springfield, Missouri. In fact, I went to see my girlfriend, Dara, who is now my wife. As you know, she was a a student at at Baptist Bible College. We had a wonderful time, but it came time to go home. A friend had driven with me up there, but he decided to fly. So leaving me on a mission by myself, 18-year-old young man, uh, to travel home all the way back to Florida. So I started on that lonely journey. By the way, this was long before cell phones. So I had a worried girlfriend. I had worried parents. In Tupelo, Mississippi, I was pulled over for erratic driving. No, I wasn't drinking. The state trooper found out I was just super tired and escorted me to a hotel and told the manager, do not let this young man leave until he has a good night's rest. And that he did. Leaving the next day, I wanted to be home so badly. I was totally homesick. As I was driving, all all I could think about was home. And the closer I got to home, the more excited I became. And then I began to see the familiar landmarks of getting close to home. And finally, what seemed to be an eternity, I was home. Hallelujah. I was home. Christian friends, we're on our way home. We're not that there yet, but we are seeing some signs of getting closer. And what a day that's going to be when we see our loved ones. But most of all, what a day that's going to be when we see Jesus. Let's look what the book of, John, uh, of Revelation uh, says about heaven. 
In Revelation 21, verses 3 and 4, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither there shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Skip down to verse 18, and it says, And the building of the wall of it was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. Skipping down to verse 22, And he showed me a river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb of God. We go over to chapter 22, verse 5, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign with him forever. We can't even begin to comprehend what's waiting for us on the other side. A little girl walking with her dad at night looked up into heaven and said, Daddy, if the wrong side of heaven is so beautiful, what must the right side be like? Heaven is waiting for us, folks, but we have a job to do while the Lord leaves us here. In Matthew 6, 20, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break in through, nor steal. We need to invest in our time pleasing the Lord, and we need to have the heart for others so that they can enjoy heaven with us. Part 2 of verse 20 says, From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Instead of focusing on the temporary things, we should eagerly be awaiting the return of Jesus. Instead of focusing on sin, greed, and the things of this world, we should focus on Jesus. We know what condition our world is like. We saw that from the, the Emmy Awards the other night. But Jesus can return at any moment. And we need to be busy serving the Lord while we await His return. We are to live holy lives, prepared for His return. Furthermore, we are to help make disciples of all nations, sharing the good news with others so they can spend an eternity with the Lord. But there needs to be preparation. Dear and I always used to tell our boys if we were having company, let's get the house company ready. We don't want your rooms to look like there has been a disaster that's hit in the last few days. Folks, we need to get our lives company ready because He's coming and we need to be prepared. And here's what happens to the child of God when he comes. Verse 21 again. Who shall change our vile, lowly, depraved, sinful body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. We will be giving a glorified body like that of Jesus, no longer subject to physical limitations and diseases. Sin has taken a toll on these old bodies. But hallelujah, we will be changed. The blind will see, the lame will walk, the deaf will hear. Our bodies will be glorified. What joy and hope we should have as believers. We have an amazing future in store. The more reason our conversation should be in heaven 
We know when a person dies, their bodies are placed in the ground and it decays. And we wonder how in the world is Jesus going to get all this back together again? But the latter part of verse 21 says, According to the working whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. He's able to manage the whole universe. He can take care of giving us a glorified body. We serve the God who created man from nothing. He's got this. What kind of citizen are we today? Model citizens who focus in heaven and lay up treasures? Are we serving the king and looking forward to his return? Are we filled with hope and looking forward to the day our body will be transformed and conformed like his glorious body? A couple of years ago, my youngest son and daughter-in-law, we traded houses. They needed a bigger house. We needed a smaller house. The home we live in now, we call our forever home. And that simply means that this, this is the place that we're going to live until God calls us home or he comes for us. But in reality, our forever home is in heaven. Are we living a life that reflects the hope that we we have and are we faithful in sharing our hope with others have we become so comfortable here on earth that we forget our real citizenship is in heaven last sunday morning we sang the song this world is not my home i'm just a passing through and that's the reason we are to focus on heaven and not the things on earth my dad went home to be with the lord many years ago and many things transpired, but to make a long story short, he was diagnosed brain dead. Just basically a corpse, but still on life support. I had to sign a document to take him off the life support and, and sign a do not recitate for him. They took him off the ventilator. He was surrounded by family. We sang, we laughed, and we talked, but no response from my dad. When all of a sudden, what seemed like the breath of God pushed between my mom and me and went to my dad's bed and a man that had been unresponsive for a week got up on his elbows, opened his eyes not to see us, but looking toward his heavenly home. It seemed like it was a long time, but it was probably only 15 seconds. Then he laid back down peaceably. His life here on earth was gone. He went to a place where he had been a citizen for over 55 years, he went home. Folks, heaven is real. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost are real. But folks, so sad to say that hell is real. The devil and his imps are real. Friends and family will spend an eternity either in heaven or hell. It's our mission. It's our responsibility to make them a citizen of heaven. Are we doing our part to be the right kind of ambassador? Heavenly Father, help us to remember that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. Father, help us to make disciples out of the folks that we meet, out of the folks that we see day after day out of our family. Father, help us to make sure that our loved ones are on their way to heaven. God, we thank you that one day you're coming back for us. And Father, we'll have that everlasting home. That citizenship we've been waiting for for many years will come to pass. Lord, bless our church. Bless our pastor. Bless the leadership. May everything we do bring glory to that precious name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Well, thank you for listening today, and we trust you'll have a great rest of the day. We love you.